Yeah, and I can I can definitely relate to that of holding on to something, and then withholding love making, for example, because I feel you're too grumpy. You're holding on to that and unappealing, not sexy. Um, not sexy. When am I not sexy? Come on, baby, tell me. When you're grumpy. <laughs> Welcome, everybody, to the podcast, Relationships. Let's talk about it. I'm Prebo Toplitsky. I'm a psychotherapist specializing in relationship issues. Everybody's got one. Partners, family, friends, coworkers, neighbors, relationships. Let's talk about it. Welcome, everybody, to this episode of When to Let It Go. Mm-hmm. When to let go of conflict, when to let go of some escalation and biting, when to let go of some resentment, grudges. It's a hard one, isn't it? Yeah. So I have a conversation with my wife, Rainbow, and we talk about how that comes up in our relationship and what we do to let it go, to let some of that conflict go, when to let it go, also how to let it go. We talk about even some periphery things in some of our friendship or family challenges that has been challenging to let it go. And again, it's just not denying and avoiding and pushing over how to stop it in the moment, let it go, come back into connection and foundation, and to address it at another time, especially when it needs to. And there's times when we don't need to address something. It's just let it freaking go. It's not that important. So it's interesting to find that discernment in that. Okay, folks. So before we get on to the conversation, just want to put out, if you're listening on Apple Podcast, I would love if you would leave a review and if you find these podcasts to be beneficial to you, you can support the podcast by sharing it and sending it off to our friends and family for them to get some of the benefit. And if you are moved to support the podcast with a financial donation, you can go to my website, prepo.com podcast page, support the podcast, and you can leave a one-time donation or a monthly donation, which is greatly appreciated to be able to keep bringing this out to you. Okay, everybody, sending you lots of love. Hope you enjoy this conversation that I have with my wife on a rainbow. When to let it go. Mm-mm. Let's talk about it. my love thanks so much for wanting to have another conversation with me and this is a this is a good one about when to let it go Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and we started already earlier today when we went for a walk after lunch the sun was shining so warm here in the mountains so we went down 
and around in the forest and talked a lot. Yeah, we talked about when to let it go, right? I mean, I I really want to try to convey that there's just not an easy process about letting things go, letting a conflict go, letting um, grudges go. Because I'm pretty good about about holding some grudges. Because why? why? Why do I hold grudges? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, you really have that tendency and... And uh, I keep teasing you that it's because your moon is in Scorpio. Yeah. Yeah. I just hold on to things a little bit and I got to mull it over and it takes a little while for me to um, to let some things go that I feel maybe hurt by, betrayed by. Um, yeah. Taking away trust is a big deal, but I, I've worked well, I think, on letting some things go. What I love about us is when we do have our conflicts that we can let something go and still stay in connection. Because I think that that is really the key that I want to really get across to people too is it's not just jumping over something and never addressing it. I'm not an advocate of putting a wall up and then something that needs to be moved through, discussed, repaired, transformed, that you don't do that, that you just let that go. Cause that is, that ferments and that uh, can create a lot of disconnection. But I like how in the moment we can catch more, man, we're going back and forth, it's gonna escalate. If we keep this going, the energy that we have, it is not gonna be good. So we let it go in the moment and we come back in connection because of the foundation of our connection. Whether it's letting it go for the moment and then having to do a little self-soothing for a few minutes and then say, hey babe, like, shall we make some dinner together? Or do you wanna go for a walk? Or we start another conversation. We generally don't just put walls up from each other. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and there's various degrees of conflict. Because there's the minor ones that comes up several times a week, you know. I mean, just this past week, we had two minor ones, and one of them was happening just as we were heading out the door to go for a longer drive to renew my driver license. And we got into a quick little conflict there because we were both uh, doing each our own things to get ready to get out of the door and that was just a little grudgy back and forth there and we were just like oh let it go breathe mm-hmm. we're not going to solve it right now yeah. it's not really important let's just drive and i remember the other one where we were talking one evening and I kind of was short with you about something and I quickly caught it and said, hey babe, you know what? I am really sorry because I have a headache. I rarely have headaches. And I had a headache that day or that evening. And when I told you that I had a headache, you were able to be really understanding and you let go of that that biting or criticism that I gave you. Mm-hmm. Immediately, you know, just you saying, you're sorry, I have a headache. Then I'm like, of course, 
That's why I forgot. That's, oh, not nice to have a headache. So, of course, you get more short with me there. And, yeah, just came over and rubbed your shoulders a little bit and mm. let you be. And I love that. I think that one reason why through these years, these later years, that we're able to do that faster for each other is the building of the foundation that I think is so important that I always stress to people is around feeding the relationship around appreciations and and the positive connections and the bids of connection, more beautiful transitions that we have in our comings and goings. So the, that's what I call the foundation of our relationship. So I'm able to remember more of that in a in a visceral sense of all of, all of our positive connections that makes it so much easier to let shit go i think if we didn't have that if we were just operating without feeding the love and feeling the, feeding the appreciation that we would I, i it would be hard to let some things go because that would be just more of what our relationship is mhm mm Yeah, and we've also been training this. And, um, you know, we've been talking about uh, the willingness to talk about things and apologize and appreciate. So all those things like open conversation and that, uh, it all helps to have that expectation of dealing with things and letting it go and feel safe about letting stuff go because we also have an agreement about if it's more important that we will get back to it and if we right in the moment are not willing to deal with it. It's like, then we just know, okay, uh, we'll get back to this pretty yeah. soon. Yeah, I think that that's an important element is that I have confidence that if it is really important to me or if it's very important to you, that we will talk about it, that we will move through or transform. You know, I think that it was probably, I don't remember growing up or being a young adult where I really understood about taking accountability to be able to move through a conflict until we were at Esalen and the the ways that we were learning in that communication, it really hit me that, wow, I can acknowledge somebody's experience. I can validate their experience. I can empathize with their experience, but I don't have to agree with them. I don't have to say, you're right and I'm wrong. And that was a big, big transformation for me. So yes, that is really big. Yeah, and luckily we were both at Eslin and getting that training at the same time. We had those weekly work meetings for two hours where people were processing uh, issues with each other in the work teams and there was a mediator taking yeah. care of it. And to witness two people process Uh, disagreements, misunderstandings, and that, whoa, we learned so much from that. It was the first time in my life I knew how that it could be done so eloquently and safe yeah. because I, I, I come from a background, you know, where it wasn't so easy to say sorry and 
and to actually discuss disagreements and that it was more loud. The one who got louder would win. Mm. Yeah. And so starting off of our relationship with that foundation, that really helped us. That really helped that I knew that I can come back and I can actually validate you, I can acknowledge you, but I don't have to all of a sudden automatically say everything that you're saying is is right. So that made it easier for me to want to repair through a disconnection and and to be able to ask for it, you know, to be able to say, hey, you know, I I really want to discuss this and I really want to be heard for this. Like very, very rarely can I remember that you weren't you weren't up for it. The challenge I think a lot of people have is, and we have it too, is when we had a young child. And when, when people have a young child, it's very difficult to find the time to be able to process a lot of those sticky moments or some of the conflict. In my experience as a therapist, if people don't do that, it's just gonna ferment and pile on and they're gonna have this slow disconnection. So yeah, whatever people can to make the time to be able to process through and and especially it doesn't have to be at the moment you know that's what that's the part of letting go that i have had insight in letting go can be i can let go of the energy of the disconnection or the energy of resentment in the moment knowing that there's going to be a better time or i'm going to make the time we're going to make the time to be heard and understood at a later time and I think a lot of people that don't do that, they don't have the confidence that they're gonna do it later. One of them has a wall up and can't take accountability, won't own it. That's where it gets very difficult. Mm-hmm. Yes, I agree. Yeah. So it, it's been interesting too, I think in the last year that some things that I had to let go of even more that's not so much in between you and I, but disappointment and challenges I had in different relationships, some friendships that we weren't seeing eye to eye on some things, or I really didn't feel understood or validated, or some of our views have really changed. Um, some, I think, foundational views in some way have changed in some of my friendships. And I had a really hard time with the possibility of letting some of those go, because for me, I have, those are long-term relationships. I pride myself in having very, very long-term relationships, 20 to 50-year relationships I've had with friendships. And some of those were really strained this past year. And I just had a really hard time with the concept of not only letting go of the disagreements in some way, but also the possibility of letting go of the friendship as it was. And you really helped me through that, even though I know I talked about it a lot and you probably got a little impatient at times. That I, I listen <laughs> a lot to the same and the same. Yeah. I, I couldn't let it go, baby. You know, I, it was a hard time. I was like, you were like saying, just let it go, just let it go. And I was like, wow, I just can't let it go, you know? some things with family that was going on that I didn't feel heard or understood. And and it was really difficult for me to to let it go until I finally figured out that like I'm the one that's suffering by holding on to it. And instead of like letting go of the friendship or letting go of the of uh, trying to be heard as saying, 
I needed to let go of of the angst that I was holding on. That was turmoil for me. Like that was a big turnaround. I want to let let it go from my well being. Similar to forgiveness, I think when people choose to forgive, it's not letting somebody else off the hook about forgiving them. It's letting ourselves off the hook when we forgive. Because I'm holding on to it. And if I forgive, then I let myself off the hook of the suffering. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it has been hard watching you this past year here because it was really uh, weighing heavily on your shoulders. And I was even beginning to get concerned about your health. Uh It was worrying you so much, and you were thinking so much about these old friendships. Well, I think it was one after the other for me mm-hmm. a little bit. It wasn't just one. There was several at the time that I usually don't have that level of, I don't want to say conflict, but just the level of discord in in some of the friendships of, of just really not seeing eye to eye on some things or having distance, and and some of the communication was was kind of strained, and That was really new for me. It yeah. was very unusual for you. Yeah. Because yeah. yeah. you've had these friendships for so long. Mm, yeah. And needing to, in some way, be open to develop new friendships that I had, I don't want to say more in common, but some viewpoint of aspects of what's happening in the world and what's important in the world and freedom and autonomy and things like that, that to be more aligned Um, that felt safe for me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. And I had something similar too <laughs> with some women's group yeah, right. and, and friends as well yeah. going through that this past year. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So how have you let that go? I mean, that's that was a real strain for, for you last year. Mm-hmm. <coughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, well, I kept my distance because I needed time to think about it because I've had so good times with these women, lots of women in my women group. And suddenly I didn't feel safe speaking my truth anymore. And we didn't see eye to eye on things in the world. And, oh, I had such a good time with them, so I just couldn't just let them go, but I couldn't meet with them either. So, but it it was also weighing on me. And I haven't really caught the cord yet, but I have, what is a relief is I have made up my mind that I'm not going back. And that lifted off a heavy weight. And so I'm processing my grief of not going back to these women groups where I had so much joy and growth and inspiration for years. So a little bit of letting go process is around grief, which grief mm-hmm. really doesn't have, there's no protocol on timing. And, you know, when we think about when to let it go, uh, that's that's a felt sense that takes time. It's a real process, as grief is, as letting go of when a death occurs and we just 
had that with your with your when mother. My mom passing. And, yeah. Yeah, and when people kind of say, "So you know how is Rainbow back to to health? Is she back to you know Earth in the way of her grief?" It's like, wow, you know, there's so much transition that happens with grief. There's no protocol of timing. There's phases of how we let some things go, um, and how we're holding on to the way it was as opposed to something new. Mm-hmm, yeah, I just had to take my time and it took uh, many weeks, I would say, almost two months with the heavy grieving. Yeah, where I just didn't want to talk much to to people and just want to be with it and only talk with my family. Mm-hmm. And now suddenly it's lifting off and I can much better talk with other people about my grief. Yeah, yeah that's why I think it's really it's really off when, when people have different expectations of when somebody should let something go. You know, of how I process something and if I say to you, you know, you should let it go. You just got to let it go. I have no freaking idea of what's best for you about what you need to process and how long you need to process it. So I think it is it is silly in some way of how we project timing of what we need to let go. However, I would say in friendships or in in partnerships, if I feel that you're holding on to something, uh, a fight that we had or a conflict, or if I did apologize and you have a hard time letting it go, instead of pushing you and saying, you know, you should let this go, I know that how we worked it through is more about saying, hey, look, I just got to tell you that as you're not letting this conflict go, it's really difficult for me to engage with you, to feel close with you, to feel safe with you. I want to be able to process this with you and what do you need, what do you want in order to be able to let this go more or to, to digest this or the process that you need in order for us to feel more more connected. So I think it's it's more about coming up to the person in that way of letting them know what is what I'm experiencing when somebody is not letting something go instead of telling them that they freaking got to let it go. Mhm. It have helped me so much when you would come up to me and and say like that. Like what you just said now. Mhm. Yeah. Yeah. And made me feel safer at expressing something back and give you clarity about what's going on. Yeah. Cuz I do I do want to know that if there's something that I continue to do or haven't said to you that will help you let something go, let a conflict go, that I want to be able to to understand that and do that. And if you're not telling me, then I need to ask. And I think it's really important that people understand that, that, that they can let the other person know the effect of what the holding of that disconnection is doing and how they're feeling about it, as opposed to, you know, when someone, it's interesting, when one person doesn't let it go, sometimes the other person has animosity and resentment that that person's not letting it go. So then they can't let that go. You know, I can't let go that you're not letting it go. And then it's just this silly spiral. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
I think that's more you who have experienced that, isn't it? Mm, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, and I see it a lot in in my counseling around. You know, people people are holding on to things for years and years and years, and they keep getting a piled on something that should have gotten a five percent charge when they pile it on gets a seventy five percent charge because they didn't process it through and they haven't let it go, and it shows in their ways of holding back affection, holding back their love, because they haven't let it go. And again, letting it go does not mean that you disregard expressing what you're feeling or that you totally forget about the incident. I don't think that people need to forget about an incident because there's a lot of learning in bringing it up of the dynamic that has caused that. But letting go of the holding that takes away from love and connection and kindness and generosity, man, life is way too freaking short mm -hmm. to be able to do that. That's true. Yeah, and I can, I can definitely relate to that of holding on to something and then withholding lovemaking, for example, because... I feel you're too grumpy, you're holding on to that, and unappealing, not sexy. Um, not sexy? When am I not sexy? Come on, baby. When you're grumpy. <laughs> or yeah. when you're too serious. That's it, when I'm too serious. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So what, in those times, you say that you, you withhold, like you maybe withhold sex in some way. Tell me more about that. Who people want to know more about that. <laughs> well, I I think, you know, it's when there's some bitching going on uh, with money maybe or, you know, something that and is annoying for you that I'm not changing that, uh, you know, all, of, all those from that little list of uh, things of issues that keeps coming up again and again with me. And uh, and then I would hold back sex. Oh, huh? we, we, we have this deal of having sex twice a week. And then I was That's like... That's a good deal so far at 26 years. Yeah, like that. but then I would skip that one hmm. day of the week there because well, I could just feel we that, haven't solved the issue. Well, you know, I, I can totally get where, you know, our mainstay of our relationship is around appreciation and kindness and a lot of connection. And if I'm, if I'm bitching in some of that way or criticizing you inadvertently, not in purpose, but of course inadvertently, I can, I can totally understand that you're not attracted to that. And, why would you want to feel close with somebody that gave you that energy, especially if most of the time I'm not, I'm kind and considerate, aren't I? Come on, aren't I? Most of the time, kind. Yes, you are. <laughs> You're very pleasant to be around. Yeah. And there's more than this past year, you have been home so much more, yeah. moved part of your office to the home here. So it have worked really well for us. And it's very pleasant to be around you. Mm -hmm. And it's kind of rare that we bitch, but it certainly does happen. Yeah. And it's often some core issues that will come up again. Mm 
Uh, it can be, and it's often about money and spending and flight tickets to Europe or stuff like that. It's interesting, like part of me, I'm, I'm reflecting back and thinking, yeah, maybe like when, you know, I'm, I'm fixated about trying to get you to understand like the material world or, you know, things that I think that you don't understand that I take responsibility. And then I'm thinking, well, come on, like we, we can have, we can make love, and then you can let it go, let, just let it go, so we can make love. <laughs> and I really get where it, it's not just so easy, especially for women. It's not so easy for a woman just to just to let it go and come back into that connection, because most of the time, men feel connected when they're having sex, and women need to feel connected before they have sex so that they can feel comfortable in that way, feel. Um, feel uh, appreciated, feel um, wanted, and and not just desired sexually, but wanted in a kind and generous way, and and love exactly, mm. and being seen, and and it's what if do, what do you mean being seen? What do you mean? Yeah, you know that you will comment on, oh, that's a beautiful coat you just sew, or uh, what a nice painting you just did or something mm. like that uh, or what is that book you're reading i mean i love when you do that and i instantly feel connection mm. yeah and and it's and the disconnect comes you know with the little bickering or bringing bringing an issue up because you're worried about something maybe some bills or so and you bring up an issue and then you seem to be walking that path. So then you bring up another issue too, <laughs> and then another. And I'm like, okay, this is not fun. We're going downhill here. And then I will find some way to ease out of the room and go do something in another room uh, so you can cool down a little bit. And then come back and start another conversation with you uh, to try to get your energies up. Uh, so I so I do that. So you know, learned those tricks as we go along uh, over the years together. Uh, instead of just going into it, and the spiral will keep going downwards, and we will bicker back and forth. And and instead, I I walk out of the room and do something, or I go do the dishes, and then come back with a fresh subject for us to talk about, and then we get onto this neutral topic that we're talking about, and then you get out of the worry about the topic we previously spoke about, and then we can meet and ease back in that. And I can tell you, hey, that felt a little overwhelming for you. You were actually bringing three subjects up there and I was really overwhelmed. Can we just talk about one of them? Which one is most important for you right now? Yeah, yeah. You're really good at that. Yeah, I really like when you go outside and go into the garden or do something outside it seems like you're able to really empty the cup in that way and come back and you don't give me a silent treatment. You don't, so you like, you re-engage 
because that's some of my challenges is that when I want to engage in in something like that, some things that we had the disagreements around, you know, our finances or or some logistics that you may not be as as comfortable in dealing with, that I feel that I have to pursue it, and it's it's ridiculous because you're not available, to, you know, when I'm pursuing that, and so you're really good at disengaging, letting that go, that agreement, I mean, that disagreement, and then coming back and making requests of what you what you need like say look i don't want to talk about these other two things if you want to address this one thing let's talk about it this way and let's talk about it in a manner that we stay connected lower your voice show me kindness show me love and those are great reminders instead of me you know bringing out some fucking daddy energy or something you know telling you you know what to do and not to do mhm exactly yeah that is what happens that uh, you calm down and you grab into the better part of you mm. and then we can have the conversation, not when you're the daddy. Yeah. yeah. That puts up my wall. Yeah. Yeah. And it, it's great that we talk about it. This doesn't happen often, folks, but it does happen. So we want to we wanna share, you know, our authenticity around it because I think many relationships have this challenging dynamic of how to bring up some difficult things when one person doesn't want to talk about the other one does. That happens so much in my work. It just happened, geez, I think almost every session that I had just just the other day where one person felt, I can never bring anything up because you're not available. And the other person said, well, I don't like the way that you bring it up. And I get triggered by you and they just get triggered by each other. And they don't, they're not able to let that go in the moment to actually recognize when there's escalation. We're doing that way better than we did in the beginning of our relationship is recognizing there's an energy that's going back and forth that we're in our limbic system, we're in our reptilian brain. And to be able to not engage, let it go, go self-soothe, go take a breath, remember who we are, and then come back from that, that energy and not just avoid it. So... Um, yeah, I just put that out to people of you got to recognize when you're just going back and forth and escalating and talking over each other and interrupting. That's where you got to let go of that moment of that disconnection and come back to it when you both are more down and and uh, in more of a homeostasis of your of your uh, triggers. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, a good excuse can simply just go to the bathroom. Get out of the room, uh, you know. That's go so wash fun. hands or something. Or well, you know, water the, in the face. You, you you bring this up, and the first thought that I have is, you know, in between sessions, the one thing that I always do is I go to the bathroom. I go pee. Like I let go. Like peeing is a great way of like letting go, right? You just you're holding on to 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 the liquid in your body, and there's contraction, and it's a wonderful thing to let it go, right? And a lot of people, when we pee, we're like, ah, you know, we let it go. So I actually pee, and here's here's my secret, folks. I pee between sessions to let go of the energy of the session that I witnessed, that I was part of, to kind of show up in a more, oh, open and neutral way that I'm not holding, physically holding from the last session. So that's kind of my ritual between 
sessions because sometimes people say, how do you, you know, what do you do? Do you do any rituals, you know, between sessions? And I'm like, yeah, I pee. (laughs) (laughs) Water is very powerful. Mm. Yeah. When, When my cup is really full and I go out for a walk in nature and we have a river running just down uh, below our house. So I go along that river and I sing to it and I put my fingertips in the water. I do different things. What do you sing? um, Yeah, I have a song. Uh, Let me see about letting go. Let it in, let it go, round and round we flow, weaving the web of people. Let it in, let it go, round and round we flow, weaving the web of life. And, you know, I think there is something about adding a melody to the words we want to let go of. It activates some, some energy in the body so it's easier to let go. And today, when we were on this walk in the forest there, and we got really into, deeper into talking about what have been bothering you all year, the heavy weight on you, and we got some wonderful um, deep stuff coming out of you there uh, about the friendships and and asking some deeper questions into um, why it's so have been so hard for you and we went down to the river and was doing some gestures of with the hands and the arms and just speaking some of those words with the friends uh, as the hands were uh, waving down to the water and intentionally just let it go let it get off the shoulders and and then we sang that song Mm, well, first of all, I just love hearing you sing. <laughs> yeah. I love singing. Mm. I've been singing for many years to soothe myself, especially when I walk alone in nature, I sing. Mm. And it brings my energies up and it's very uplifting mm. and it resets um, whatever bothered me. It resets it so quickly. Yeah. I'm I'm so glad that you do that because you know how to take care of yourself in that way to to empty your cup. And that's been an inspiration for me because what I've been doing this year a lot to kind of let go is go, jumping on the trampoline. You know, that there's something about jumping on the trampoline that I can let some things go because the buoyancy of of the jump and I jump for maybe 15 minutes or whatever and sometimes if I do have a break between sessions while I'm working at home, it helps me let go of that. Um Put some earphones and do you in. do some singing also? Yeah, you know, lately I've been putting some earphones in and listening to some songs and singing with the songs and jumping with them, especially some songs that really are meaningful to me. And I did that just a few days ago. They were so meaningful, and I cried when I was when I was jumping around and, and singing. And, and I know I was pretty, singing pretty loud. You know, when you have headphones on, you can't really tell your volume of your, of your voice and and it just felt really good to really let it out. And I was really letting go a lot of um, sadness or holdings. And, and the songs were so heartful. Um, you know, I was saying, give me love, give me love, give me peace on earth. 
Give me life, give me life, keep me free from birth. Like that line, keep me free from birth. Freedom is big, is so up for me right now. And and uh, so I was like letting go of the tension of maybe the fear of that not being in my life. And so being able to, yeah, have something bodily, like like you say, the, the singing, the toning, you know, some people exercise and they may get it out that way, and that's good. But I think there's something purposely to do that. Um, I think it's very important to also use the voice mm. when releasing. Mm -hmm. And I do it in the car as well. I mean, that's where we really can have privacy, just being alone in the car and get some sounds out or some singing to rebalance myself. Yeah. When I jumped on the trampoline, I love to simply just say, yes, yes, or no, no, mm. as I'm jumping, you know, depending what's up for me. If I want to claim something, it's yes, and my arms up. Or if it's no, it's hands down, like knives. No, no. Mm. <laughs> oh, it's so empowering and releasing. Letting it go. You know, it's interesting. We're 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 in our son's room. That's where my office studio is now. That he's not living here. But I had these flashbacks of how I would come to him and apologize when I gave him some funky energy, or you know, didn't talk to him in the way that was more of love, of kindness, or of interest. And and man, he he had such a way of letting it go you know he would he would say thanks dad and, and don't worry about it you know it's okay and and he was sincere about it and he doesn't hold on to a lot of things and even i asked him sometimes about with some friendships like man he didn't even call you back he said he was going to call you back you've been waiting all day and he didn't even call you back he's like hey you know yeah that's just how how it is no problem and he has a way of of letting go and and it's really an inspiration to, uh, yeah, I'm so glad that he he has that and he's in a relationship with uh, with Emma that he's he's not a holder. He doesn't hold it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I also think as he was growing up, both as a kid and as a teenager, when when incidents like that would happen, that. Um, when we came back to him and said, I'm really sorry for how I raised my voice or what I said there, it came out too fast or so. And we were sincere when we came and said, I'm really sorry about that. wonder how that was for you. And uh, yeah, he could feel that we were sincere and we said, I'm sorry. Yeah. And I think the other way, when he would apologize, and we can feel his sincerity, that we let it go. You know, I think a lot of people don't do that when somebody does come with, uh, you know, the feeling of, of remorse and they're apologizing. Yeah, if the other person doesn't let it go, yeah, it's, it's hard for that person to keep coming. Yeah, and, that's and, a good point. And do that remorse. I remember where the modeling that sometimes when I would have some stress and, um, leave a little bit funky out of the house, not normally where 
where we leave, you know, with good transitions and and I would realize, man, you know, I just gave her some funky energy. And I then, you know, 10 minutes in my drive, I would call you and I'd say, hey, babe, I just want to tell you, like, I am so sorry I gave you that funky energy. And you would always say, ah, oh, thank you so much for saying that. I really appreciate that. And you would freaking let it go. And I remember one time when Xander did that, when he just was getting his driver's license and he got left the house kind of funky and 10 minutes later, the phone rang and you picked it up and I heard you say, oh, thank you, lovey. That feels so good. And I said, wow, what did you just say? That was that Xander? And you said, yeah, he just said, mom, I'm really sorry I gave you that funky energy. You didn't deserve that. One, I was just so grateful the modeling worked, you know, um, not purposely, but of course that he caught on that. But you, you let it go. And when, when the receiver lets the, let it go, it's so much easier for the other person to continue to take accountability when they have to. Exactly. Because it's about safety also. When it's received and when it's respected and one really let it go, then it creates safety for the next issue that is bound to come up. We cannot avoid it. There will be issues for the rest of our lives when we live in relationships, when we relate to others in closer proximity. Um, and colleagues too. There will be issues coming up that have to be dealt with and everyone need to have some communication tools in their tool bag. Mm -hmm. uh, not just in, in, a in a partnership like ours, um, and not just with our children, but also with friends and colleagues and, yeah, family members and everyone. We, we can't avoid, we can't go through life without having disagreements and at least smaller conflicts yeah. with others. So we got to have tools like uh, appreciations is a tool that works for all kinds of relationships um, to think about when there is no conflict, to make sure to give other people that we are in, in contact with on a fairly um, uh, regular basis, to give them compliments mm. and appreciations so that we build up a, a good connection with them. And then we also got to practice uh, taking responsibility and saying, I'm sorry if something went a little too far on from our, uh, from ourselves to them. Yeah, I think that that's a key. You know, you, you and I were talking about how I'm excited to do another Zoom workshop probably in April. I'll announce it, folks. Yeah, the art of apology for couples. How important that is to learn how to give a deep, sincere, remorseful, empathetic apology. Because when we developed our system of apology, that's when it was a lot easier to let it go. Because um, many people just apologize flippantly and many things from the past that was once apologized for flippantly or quickly, we still hold on to. But if it's a good, deep, remorseful appreciation, it is so much easier to let it go. And that's something I've been thinking about with, with you and I for 26 years. And hey, babe, 
what we've got uh, coming. Ooh, our anniversary is coming up. On the 17th, folks, 26 years, we'll be married. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that's one thing that I'm thinking back of all those years. I don't have holdings from something that was never worked through because of the way that we work through apologies and things that even were many years ago, we have brought that up and worked through an apology because we know there's a little bit of holding and we don't want that in our relationship. So that's so vital to be able to do that well so that you don't have these holdings of resentment that pile on and not able to let it go so that there's not a good flow for the presence of the relationship so it can thrive. Mm-hmm. Gosh. Apologizing. It's a huge key for a good relationship. And uh, gosh, I went through so many years of my life not knowing how to give a good apology that would actually heal what had just happened and be able to move on. And um, yeah, that was during my time here with you that I've got better at apologizing. Yeah. yeah, oh, you, it's so satisfying. You are really good at it, and I so appreciate that you're willing to and take that accountability. and And I feel you're that you feel empowered actually when you when you apologize. I can see that in you, and you make such great eye contact, and and it it so it so helps with my Scorpio move to to let go uh, so much easier because of the way that you do your apologies and the sincerity. So that's been a wonderful process for me of being on the receiving end. Therefore, also you being an inspiration for me to want to do that more often and how you receive my apologies. So yeah, thinking about that, that's a huge key of how we're able to let let things go more, big things and small things and yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and it's needed. Mm -hmm. I mean, during the week, there's minor things where it so helps to give a sincere, quick apology yeah. and move on. Letting it go. Letting it go. Yeah. Well, there you go. There we go. Thanks, babe. Yeah, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm happy that we actually did this tonight because we're doing it at uh, 9.30 at, in the evening and we usually are a little more tired and so... I'm glad we had the energy to do that. I wasn't sure if we would we would do that when we took our nap about five o'clock. I woke up going, oh, I don't think we're gonna do the podcast. Well, we had a lovely walk, one and a half hour. That was energizing. Yeah. But true, we need a little <laughs> nap after that. Yeah. Integrating because we also talk deep stuff on the walk. And that's um what I really like is to integrate that by sitting down afterwards just with myself and no conversation and um, just let it sink in before we move on to the next because you had planned that right after the walk we would come home have something to drink and then get up in the studio and continue Mm -hmm. but it was much more satisfying to take that nap I was daydreaming and just looking out the window and so lovely with the peace and quiet in the house and then gearing up for this podcast. Yeah. 
Thank you, love. And um, just before we, we sign off, yeah, February 17th, 26 years. So I just want to mm, thank you so much for, for journeying with me, choosing me, choosing our family and, and uh, teaching me and inspiring me, loving me, um, liking me, showing me ways of being kind in the world, your creativity that has just opened up a new world for me, uh, but mostly your companionship. I just love being around you. I love talking with you, and um, thank you so much for being in my life and being my life partner. Yeah. Oh, thank you, lovey. Mm -hmm. That was a nice surprise here. Yeah, I had to practice Got my appreciation workshop tomorrow. Oh, yeah. <laughs> You're gearing up for that. You're geared up for it. No, just wanted to say that to you mm, right now. Thank you. That feels so good, what you just said, love it. Oh, I just mm. feel the, mm, I feel it in my heart. Okay. Mm. Thank Glad. you, love. You're so welcome, babe. Thanks for this talk. I so appreciate you you taking the time to to do this with me. I love, I love when we do our podcast. Thanks. Mm, I enjoy it. Thank you, love. Mm -hmm. Relationships, Let's Talk About It, is a production of HeartShare Counseling and Consulting PC of Asheville, North Carolina. For more about licensed counselor Prebo Teplitsky, visit prebo.com. Theme music by Adi the Monk. This content is intended for informational purposes only, is not a substitute for professional counseling or therapy, medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment, and does not constitute medical or other professional advice.